Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Mark and Heidi, the other Demilios. I'm Mark. And I'm Heidi. Yes. So, Heidi, what, you, what are you eating? <laughs> I'm really doing this right now. <laughs> I think it gives... I want to lift the curtain I was hungry! Up. It's... No, you were, were... We're nonstop today so far. I know. Yes and no. Yeah. Actually, yes. What is it? And we're not sponsored fig- by this company. Fig Newton. We're not sponsored by them. I do love a Fig Newton. My dad and I used to eat Fig, fig Newtons all the, time. all the time. I used to... You know what my thing... Wait, do you have we- th- like weird ways to eat certain foods? Okay, Fig Newtons, the only way to eat them is you eat the the cakey sides first. It's just the, like, cakey, and then you get into the fig. I love figs. Hmm. I'm a big fig, fig fan. If there's any psychologists or psychiatrists out there, what does that mean when... Don't you think it's a You little, don't eat things weird? Yeah, I think people play games with themselves. Like, they want to save the best part for... Yes last and it's you don't do that you're the one that might be a psychopath okay wait snickers no i just you eat the fluff first and save the nougat and the fun stuff hey isn't that three musketeers Uh -uh. like the peanuts and all that the caramel you save that for last and what else kit kats you got to break them in half long ways like bite off the bottom Mm. actually the top Twix, I know you've done it with a Twix. Come on. Eat the caramel first and then the cookie after. Hmm. Wait, is soup the same thing if you, like, drink the broth, but then you save all of Ew, the other no, stuff? No, that's from... weird. Oh. I all just right, all right, I'll give you that. I just thought we were playing this. I thought we were playing You don't the have any game. other, like, No, because soup? I don't deprive myself of things I that I like. It. I take a whole... Snickers and no, I shove no, it down no, my no, throat, no, no, no. and then if I want more Snickers, I go to the store and buy no. another Snickers. You, you I don't, like are I, convinced you're the only person on the planet this that is what like, I do with doesn't deprive. I surgically them. take apart a Snickers and I pull out the each nut. No, and then because the tastes are better separate is the point. Oh, hello. Then I'll just buy a bag of nuts, buy some no, caramel, and you're buy missing some. The whole point. It's like a whole thing. Wait, how do you say caramel again? I say caramel, but I don't know. How yeah. do you say it? I don't know. I think it's a New York thing. Caramel. Hmm. <laughs> okay. But like, anyway. there's other letters in there. It's like wait, caramel. No, yeah, right. 
Everywhere everybody wow, says that. Wow, this dude. podcast has gone off. Okay, the wait, rails. hold on. You don't have any other weird things besides soup you do that with? Wait, let me. Uh, uh, yes, Tell olives. Me. I take the little red thing out. The pimento? Yeah, and I throw it away and I just eat the olive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not the same. Is that the same thing? It is not really the same thing. It's like the whole thing. You're going to get through wait, the whole thing. I'm trying thing. to think. I think you're right. There is. I'm trying to think of the product. Oh, um, okay. Yes. It's almost like the Oreo. Like you take apart okay, the yeah, Oreo. Yeah. I don't do that, but I do it. You know what I do it with? Uh, what are those nutter butters? Oh yeah. Yeah. That. Okay. All right. So wait, my mom, my mom scrapes off the white cause she doesn't like it. It's too sweet. And my, when my nephew Spencer saw her do that, he was like, the white's the best part. The creamy insides. Like you have to eat it all together. Yes. He did not like that. And Oreos are vegan, by the way. Yeah, well I they're not it. real food. Yeah. So well that's not just in case Oreos a sponsor. I love, love Oreos, Oreos <laughs> but who knows what's made yeah. of. Great. Um yeah. So let's just do a whole podcast of going off the rails and not talking about no, let's random stay, things. Let's stay on, on on topic. Do we have topics today? Wow, you're such a rule follower. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> Usually I'm like, we're going to stick to the plan. All right, like, so these are one of the episodes where we've had a busy couple of weeks. And instead of just going through everything and going, hey, we did this, hey, we did that. I think we should talk about some of the cool things that we did. But then, like, ask each other questions. and, and... I don't think that people want to hear. Just land the plane. Let's go. Really? Just yeah. Say, okay, what, what was interesting fun that we've done over the last two weeks that you'd like to talk about my favorite. aside from your nutty eating habits <laughs> and yeah. okay wait, this is actually kind of funny i <laughs> i did an instagram post jokingly said from our time in new york slash my audition for dancing with the stars and people thought it was an actual audition and i didn't think people would it was bad. Wait, you are your audition for Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I, okay, Newsbury. I'm already putting. I've already put it out there. I would love to be on Dancing with the Stars, but that it was a joke um, because, like Charlie and I, after dinner, we were like Kate was filming us, and we were just like dancing around. Like we had dresses. I had a dress and heels. She had like a pantsuit and heels, and we were like being dramatic dancing. And uh, I thought people would see how bad it was, and be like oh clearly she's kidding and i got so many congratulations good luck i hope that your audition gets you on the show <laughs> oh like you said i said I'm this on, is yeah. from my time in new york i actually like that video that's a video that was at the um, grill the grill yes in new york city you guys looked <laughs> i wasn't there for that i got there i you, showed up later where was i no that was after dinner you were you guys have walked out before we did Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Remember we were taking forever? I was. Yeah. And then I saw it. You guys look wonderful. Thank you. But that was, pre that was pretty uh, But don't you think funny. you're kind of willing, wishing, dancing with the stars that it'll happen? Oh, one million percent. I, I am manifesting that sh right now. <laughs> Quote me. Wait, I don't think we swear on this podcast. Can we beep that? What? We're grown-ass people. Uh, beep. Oh, sorry, I won't curse again. We've only cursed three times on this whole show. And two of them were today. Yes. Um. Anyway, so that was, yeah, I would love to be on Dance with the Stars. I haven't, like, danced like that in a million years. I do more like, uh, like, I don't know. What's your dance style? Well, Mark, I don't know. Like, growing up in Louisiana, there's always, like, a band. There's, like, 
Zodico music, Cajun music, and so there's like two step and a waltz and a polka and a wait. I know how jitterbug. to transition this podcast. Go. Okay. So you're also a dancer. You I, did break dancing. I, I know, but you're kind of saying that like you're no, exposing I'm saying, me. Like, no, like, that's amazing. I'm break dancing right now. <laughs> okay. All right, wait. I got something. So. A lot of times when we go to events or something, everyone says, oh, Dixie and Charlie. First of all, they always think, people who don't know TikTok always think they're both dancers, both Dixie Mm -hmm. and Charlie. And then they always want to incorporate some dance routine, which is so, and Charlie's always, dad, I don't want to, like, she doesn't want to dance. Like, that's what she does all the time. So when we were on the Kelly Clarkson show, (laughs) because our kids don't want to dance, Kelly said, hey, maybe we'll get the parents to dance. She was like, we want to see where you guys got these moves. Did you get it from your parents? Right. Oh. And that was, and luckily, she did not ask me to break dance because last time I I broke dance in front of Heidi, I separated my shoulder yes, trying to do did. a windmill. And that was 20 years ago. So I don't know what would happen if I got on. Wait. If I get on the floor at my age, I'm not getting up. I don't know. I think you would do well. Yes. You can pop not. and lock still. Yes, I without can. I'm popping yourself. and locking right now. So <laughs> no, once doing, this podcast goes to video, <laughs> we will. You'll get to see all my moves. So <laughs> Kelly says, "Hey, let's see what the parents can do." And we got up, and that was not rehearsed, not prepared. But because Heidi is from Louisiana, she has taught me different dances, and in my ear, she tells me what I should be doing. And so, if it's a two-step, it's one. Two, one, one two, two, three. three. One, one, two, one, two, three. And if it's a waltz, you love this one. Long, long short, short, long, short. Long, short. short. <laughs> so if you ever see us dancing, you'll see me either like <laughs> counting or going long, long short, short, short. Try not to move my lips. So if you look at the Kelly Clarkson show where our kids did not want to dance or do any shtick. The parents got up and we had to do and it. And the thing is, like, we've danced many times over the years, but it was like they were, it was like they were, it was like it was the first time they ever saw us doing that. They're, I think they were surprised we actually did it more than, I mean, they've seen us do that before, but I think they were surprised we actually, like, went for it. And then you dipped me at the end, but, and it was so cute, but I think it got Already cut went off. to commercial. Yeah. Yes, cut off. Maybe it didn't look good, and they were like, let no, me just no. save them. It, we were already, we were, t- we were into it, and the show was over. There was, audience was leaving. We're still no. dancing. <laughs> I don't think that. But that was so much fun. First of all, her, Kelly Clarkson Green Room is, I want to live there. So cool. And she was super um, high energy and funny and sweet. Like, she's, like, funny with her audience. It was fun. It was a good time. And she gave um, Dixie and Charlie really good advice don't read the comments. Don't read the comments. She was so she was so nice. And we loved her from American Idol. Oh, remember? We were we used to watch that faithfully. She's awesome. She seems like we talk about a lot of people that I always I'm very interested in people that become super famous, A-list and still they seem, hopefully they are, but she seems super down to earth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, she seems like she was in when we met her exactly like she is when you've seen her on television. So, like she's that same personality, which yes. is amazing. 
Yeah, I, there's a lot of people like that. A lot of people we've met that you would think would be um, super show busy and kind yeah. of so nice. Yeah, really nice, really down to earth. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You're very competitive. Yes. I think that it would be very cool to either have Dixie or Charlie do Dancing with the Stars while you're there. So the first time... They compete against each other. Compete against each other. How would that affect our family? <laughs> well, we're always competitive within our family, so that's nothing new. I don't think we ever get like to where it's like hurt feelings. It's all like fun and games kind of thing. All right, so, so, so the audience could get to know a little bit about Heidi. So you guys <laughs> now, it's the end of the season. There's two couples left. It's you and Derek Huff and Charlie. <laughs> I think and... he's a judge. <laughs> oh, is he? Oh, he yeah. comes out of judging oh, because he yeah. heard you're doing American, what is it called? Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. And But it's both you and Charlie. Do you give it your all all the way okay, through? Okay, you don't need to finish this conversation. Always give it my all. But you're good. But there's a you chance that your daughter that, that's can take you, second place. That's how you in teach with the your stars. kids to never give up and keep pushing. Nobody gets. Now, let me tell you, Derek Jeter told this story years ago. I remember hearing this. He was like, "My dad never let me win because I would have never pushed myself and go- went harder because my goal was to always try and beat my dad, and his dad was really good. So, period. So, I'm do you that. think? Um, and like, look, I you don't want me to throw the competition. Hmm. So I'll oh, tell a story. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. Because the, the bottom line is, no matter how hard I I go or how hard I work or whatever, I am ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure she would beat me because she is an amazing dancer. Wow! And she's got she's just got that showmanship yeah. and that you know she she's got... performance aspect that I. I don't think I could bring it like that. Right. So like, I think I would do the steps and I would, I just couldn't do it all like she could do it. So we're definitely not an everyone gets a trophy family, right? Right. And I think I've told this story, but I'm really going to put myself out there because I feel, <laughs> first of all, I feel that we have an audience that listens to this podcast that understands us, but I want to open up a little more. Let's and have I told about the time that... I would grade Dixie and Charlie's art papers. It's on this been podcast. said, but I don't know if it's been I don't know if it's been said on the podcast. Yeah. So this is what 
They would come to me. <laughs> they were young. I know. Like, I'm going to get destroyed for this. I know. But they have to listen to the whole story because it comes full circle. All right. Tell, tell the whole story. Then. So the girls were little. I'm talking four, five, like preschool, kindergarten, first grade. As children do, and they come home from school with artwork. Why would they do this? They would ask me, Mom, what, how do you think it looks? Like, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, you did so good. And I would uh, n- say things like, it looks like you use so many colors. It looks like it took, this looks like it took you a lot of time. Like, it, did you put a lot of effort in? It's so bright and let's put it on the fridge. Then they would go to you and say, Dad, bring you a red pin and say, grade me. Why would they do that? Because you are very honest with everyone. And I think people do appreciate that. I don't know about a four-year-old, but they kept going back, and you would were very honest. You're like, what's happening over here? I don't get this. What, you Like... Your expectations were high because you knew that you you could tell when they were just being sloppy and like silly and are rushing. And so you would grade them. You Sometimes a C, a D. Sometimes it was a B. Not a lot of A's got doled out. Yeah. But here is where it gets good. Literally, when I think Dixie was a junior in high school. And what was that? Charlie was in eighth grade, right? And they both said, I am, they were in a private school and it was really rigorous. And they both said how much they appreciated that you were honest with them. Because number one, they know anytime they come to you, you're going to be honest and you're not going to just say things to make them feel good. And number two is it always made me work harder. And I never felt oh, wow, why is he being mean? Like, they didn't feel that way. They knew you loved them. They knew you were pushing them without pushing them. Like, they literally brought you the artwork and the pen. So they they could have chosen not to do that. It was that. kind of, they kind of enjoyed They did. The they, they liked when you would, like, get, like, tough on them. And they would laugh. But they do both say that they, as now a 17 and 20-year-old 20, 20 that they... They like that you were honest with them, and it and they, they are actually both really good at art, yes. and so of course you're gonna probably take credit for that. No, I won't. I won't. Well, I can. think tough love is important. I think as long as there's love, you, I, I think it's a, a problem in today's society that people just tell people that what they think they want to hear instead of telling them the truth. And and remember that expression, the truth hurts. Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. But I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, um, there's an approach and there's like in, in, you know, it's just like going back to American Idol with Kelly Clarkson. I mean, remember how, what Simon was always like the mean one, but he pushed them. He pushed them beyond what they would have done if he weren't doing that. I think now, did he have to use such mean words? No, that was probably a little bit for television, but I mean, you can, you can give uh, tough love, but it's still love. And you can use words that show support and, you know, all of that. I have said, but be honest, while being honest, I have said to my kids, and I actually believe it, you can do 
anything you want to mm-hmm. do if you put your mind to it. But the caveat is you need to be work hard, be driven, all the things. Like it's not just going to come to you. Yeah. I love when people dream big and have like goals that seem so big, like how where I am now, how will I ever get there? Sometimes you don't know the plan, but the plan is is to work hard. Like it's great to have dreams, but you can't just sit around and wait for them to happen. You have to go after them. You have to put the work in to get to those those dreams or those goals that you you set for yourself. And and I think it's good to I don't know, is there like dreaming and setting goals like are they different like i don't know i feel like i feel like the word goals is like very serious and structured and this is what i'm going to do i think you can have like i think dreams i don't know maybe just wording makes me feel like sky's the limit and i think sometimes when people set goals they don't go sky's the limit they go a little short just to reach that goal and i think the dream with the work you could really do anything. And we always like supported them and whatever. Like remember the middle of winter and Dixie and Charlie would want to do uh well, it was too cold for a lemonade stand, so we do hot chocolate stands at the driveway and yeah, nobody would come. There's but. a video of that. That bombed miserably. That was that was that if that was a shark tank one, that would have gotten. Well that no was well choice. that was lemonade, but they used to, in the winter in Connecticut it was we would do hot chocolate and <laughs> we See, would end up buying. It. I think some parents or some people will look at people's dreams as delusional sometimes. Like, hey, I want to win a gold medal in the Olympics. Only mm-hmm. one person is in the world is winning a gold medal in a certain thing for a certain year. Maybe mm-hmm. in gymnastics, a couple pe- different people. But I do think what's cool is when people have a backup plan within their dream. So if you want to if you want to play in the NBA or you want to be in the music business, there's all kinds of jobs that could that you could pivot to that you could still even if you set your dream to the one in a million, if you don't get that, you can live your life close to your dream by doing something similar. And I think that's what I've always wanted our kids to 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 look at and like I see that all the time. I see people that don't make it in in necessarily as a professional baseball player, but they go work for a company. So I hope I hope a, I, a company with it that does that baseball makes, related things. makes baseball bats right, makes right, what, right. whatever gloves well, I mitts think whatever. Some people might say that not to have a backup plan, which is scary to think about. And I get that concept, but not, I don't know if I call it a backup plan, but just like put yourself in that, whatever it is you want to do, put yourself in that uh, environment so that you're, you're still working towards that, but you're, you're gaining, you're learning, you're learning, you're climbing the ladder and learning all aspect of what it is that you want to do. And there's no, there's no negative to that in my opinion so i don't know like i get the don't have a backup plan that way you you never give up because you're like oh i'm just gonna keep working for that but i think as long as you're within what you love and and learning it's it's all positive yeah i it's a tough balance because you never want to 
get in the way of someone's dreams. But as a parent, you want to be realistic. And I just think there's things that you just keep an option to be able to pivot and keep your options open. And sometimes it even works out better if people are like, oh my God, I always wanted to do this. And then some people find this and it's not what they thought it was. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're keeping your eye on other things, you you get to pivot. You always told the girls, like, keep your options open, you know, do as much as you can. And in different areas too, not, not like, oh, I have this goal, but I'm going to do all these other things. Not like that. Just in life in general, like, you know, meeting new people, forming relationships, keeping relationships, not burning bridges. Like all of that is going to be helpful when you're working towards your dream or your goal. And those are those are great things to have. And like when you say keep your options open, you know, learn as much as you can about whatever it is and because you never know like you could have your eye on the prize your focus this is what you're going to do and something will come out of left field that you will never expect and be a million times better than what you were focusing on and and you and you have to be able to recognize like wow like this is something this is not what I expected but I'm gonna I might go with this like just keep be open you know I mean Back to what we talked about in in this podcast and on our show, when I said to Dixie, it's going to get better. What I meant by that is there's been times where it's been what I thought was the darkest hour of my of my life that that dark hour created a new opportunity that was absolutely incredible. And I remember when my my clothing company, the company that was I was partnered with for my clothing company, Bad Soul, was sold to another company. And basically, they didn't want to go forward. They made hats. They didn't want to make apparel. And at that point, I had to make a decision. And I decided not to go forward with Mad Soul. But then that another brand opened up. And then I remember when that brand opened an office in California. And I was like, oh my God, what are we going to have to be in California all the time? That opened up this whole opportunity. Yeah. My point what my point is when you get, you know, as long as you're living and breathing and you're, and you're somewhat healthy, uh, I don't look at those negative things in a way that I used to like, oh my God, it's my life is, is going to change dramatically. I just kind of roll with the punches. Well, now. that's, and that's just the fear in the unknown that's usually in front of all of the other thoughts of like, I want to go for it. I want to try this. It's new and different. I think you, people have those, but the fear gets in the way of it sometimes. And it's just, that's, you know, everybody has their own way of how they look at their situation. It's just, it's everybody's got their own journey and it's hard to like see someone that's, struggling to maybe keep their eye on the prize or keep their focus on the goals when and wanting them wanting to get up give up and like just you got to just keep going I think a lot of the success I've I've had in life has been the fact that I do think things are going to work out. Mm-hmm. And I th- I do think in some instances 
when I have been in my life been negative, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that like you kind of create, create that. And even people often say about our coming out to California, like, oh my God, you just uprooted your whole family. And I never looked at it like that. I always yeah, looked at it like, dude, things are going to work out. I can always get a job. I can always figure out how to... Well, and, and your job you could do from anywhere, so... Yeah, but I've, I've always kind of figured out a way to to take a risk and... and, and this is the first time you moved far from home. Yeah. And I, I always thought about that, like... When I'd go to another city, I always am like, wow, I wonder what it would be like to live here. Yeah. And I moved from, was born in New York City, moved out. My family started to move up north to what to the Bronx, to Westchester, and then to Connecticut. So basically, our whole trek from the time <laughs> we moved from Italy was 50 miles. So the D'Amelios and my grand, on my grandfather's side, the Perugini's, were, were, did not move, go all that far. And I remember my... My grandfather's brother moved to Vegas. But other than that, everybody stayed pretty local. And I've had two licenses. I've had a New York license and a Connecticut license. And now I have my California license. Do you, um, was that emotional for you to move and like having not done that before? But even though you're an adult, like what were your, what were your, what were your kind of like internal feelings on that? Like. I think moving as an adult is a piece of cake. I think what what I experienced, which really was tough, is moving from New Rochelle, New York, to Harrison, New York, to Connecticut. I moved three times in elementary school and went to three different elementary schools. That was rough. Moving as an adult when you have... Well, two things, but you say that that made you kind of you know, you've learned how to, I got them now, I got to make new friends. Now, I, you know, it kind of pushed you to do that. And you wouldn't be who you are today if maybe if you, if you hadn't gone through that. And I think that helped me w to go to middle school because in middle school, you join with other elementary schools in the middle school. And then high school, there's everybody, four middle yeah. schools going to the high school that I was at. So it was for everybody else. It was like, I was kind of comfortable meeting new people in that environment and kind of finding finding my my way and then also back to you moving i f you have i feel like you and you could tell me if i'm wrong because you've mentioned it a lot or have some sort of feeling some sort of way about selling the girls home they had their childhood in i feel like that messes with your head a little bit yeah i mean <sighs> I don't know. I always I remember going back with meeting friends in college and they would go back to their their home and they had their posters up and things like that. And I always thought like I thought a lot of things. I thought my kids would go to college. I thought my kids would I had a break that cycle of what we have in our head of what we think success is and part of my thing is I thought the girls would go to college, we They'd come back from college and they'd go stay in their rooms and and I wanted that for them. But then I quickly realized that home is where your family is. Home is where the dogs are. Home is where – so we've made 
Like I think our California home, I love our house right now, which we rent as much as I love mm-hmm. the Connecticut home. And I think the one thing about the Connecticut home is it became a tourist destination <laughs> yeah. and we were 3000 miles away and there was no one living there. So people were just knocking on our door and I would have the, the camera on and then say, hello, answer from California. Like, is Charlie here? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no, she's not. No. So that was, that was the main reason unsettling. why we, we sold that, the house. And then I thought, I right, know what we'll, we'll keep it and rent it or Airbnb it. And then it would still be, There'd be videos and there was people were frigging flying drones overhead, helicopters, all kinds of stuff. So, well, for us, so very like when you were young, you moved because you guys were moving like a little further outside of the city. And for us growing up, my mom and dad actually enjoyed moving, building homes, buying homes, flipping them, remodeling them, flipping them. Um, so we moved 19, like 18 or 19 times in, in basically one town. So Lafayette, Burbridge, Caracol. <laughs> and, uh, that's a lot in a, in a, t- in a small town. But you didn't change schools. Exactly. We didn't, uh, have to change schools. So that was, I went to school basically with the same people from kindergarten to my senior year. And so we didn't have, um, there would be new people that would come and go like a couple a year and a couple, but the core of our grade, we went to, that's all, that's crazy. And so, but moving for me, it wasn't about the home. It was like you said, home is where your family is, your, your dogs are, your, your pets, your, your people. So I, um, it's just, a. It's just like it was always like fun and like ooh, what's the next house gonna be? And my like my mom and dad were genius on um, building homes that had no wasted space. Like that, they pride themselves in that because everything had a purpose, and there was just not like sometimes you 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 go into a house and you're like why would they put like this makes no sense. Like none of their homes were like that, so that was kind of cool. And they did a it was like a, a hobby for them. They're always looking at the real estate and what's what's for sale they would go look at houses for fun because they never know all of us they would be all set and then all of a sudden they're like yeah we might just move We're like okay <laughs> so being attached to a home like i feel you you feel for the girls that you want that for them like i don't i didn't really feel that way I was yeah like, okay. i kind of wanted to also make the i wanted to show dixie and charlie that Part of me said, hey, we can always come back if we wanted to. But part of me was like, hey, if we're going to do this seriously, we can always go back. We can always buy another house in Mm -hmm. Connecticut. We still may buy a house in Connecticut to vacation or whatever. But I don't know. Part of me was like, if we're going to do it, let's let's do it. have a backup plan. And uh, (laughs) yeah, it's where I mean, look, I love I love California, but more importantly, I love experiencing California with you guys. So that's what makes it with the dogs. And what's been really cool is all these people that are friends of ours from my childhood friends, from my mom, from my sister, from to your mom, your sisters all coming out to LA and so hanging cool. with us. I love that. Yeah. So we got on this. I don't know what 
Shohei, that's all we have to say about the Kelly Clarkson show. I don't know where we started. We had about 10 things on the list, and then we just went off in in this. But I do think... That's kind of how we are. I'd much rather talk about things that I think people could relate to, because I do think people don't understand... Or don't realize why we're here, and sometimes I don't realize why, why, mm-hmm. how we got here. And I think those, like just thinking about it now, from when I was in elementary school in New Rochelle, and then I left in first grade, like going kindergarten to first grade, and then leaving, and then going to another school to fourth grade, and then moving. So going first, third, second, third, fourth, and then moving again. As I'm thinking about it, I probably had to create this. Whereas if I would have just lived in the same hometown, I might not have had the same personality to mm-hmm. go up to people and go, hey, I'm Mark. Nice to meet you and and make friends. Yeah. I mean, I went to the same school from kindergarten to 12th grade with all the same people. It was very hard for me to meet new people. I was very shy. And I and then so that when I moved to New York City at 25, Everybody was shocked because they thought I would have been the I'm the fourth of four girls. And uh, I would they were like, I would have thought you would have been the last person to move away. Like I was so, you know, but you were forced to be less introverted because you moved away and you had to meet people. And and yeah, I worked in a gym. I was a personal trainer. I was it was all about new people every day and just the nature of living in a big city like that is like, you know, I have my roommates who I loved and we were all from the same hometown. And so that was cool because you felt like that was like a little bit of home still, but then you walk out the door and it's like all this newness and like busy and you know, it's New York city. So, so it's the best thing I've ever done. So let's, I'm going to sum One this of whole the best things I've ever done. I'm going to, I'm going to bring us home. Here. Oh, I don't know how that's going to do that. <laughs> This was a this was a podcast filled with random abstract thoughts and run-on <laughs> sentences and very little punctuation. Pretty much. But I I think this is the key. This is where this is going to be straight gold. You ready? Okay. I think part of life is to live outside your comfort zone. And I think yes. I I think what we've what we've experienced is I was pushed outside my comfort zone, and I think what the girls are experiencing now is now they've been outside their comfort zone, and I think they've grown dramatically over mm-hmm. the last, even from the show, from what you see from the show, and we talked about it yes. before. And you, Heidi, my hat is off to you because I think you've grown dramatically. Thank as you. I I'm, think I'm you're more. You, you you definitely were more introverted. I kind of was one that would speak and I, I think if we do the stats on this podcast it's probably <laughs> 70 80 percent me talking and 20 percent you right what? say something Go. Yeah. anyway so look live outside your comfort zone enjoy yourself grade your kids artwork <laughs> be aggressive don't give no. <laughs> it's like um dave portnoy's pizza review very few nines out there wait I, I just want to seven do that. eight area i want to add to that it's like when you would do that there was so much like giggling and laughing like they they just they like wanted you to like because you would go into detail well i see this line over here anyway so it was all like very funny 
I was I would feel bad because I'm like, aw. But they yeah. love it. Not this is my I'm gonna sum it up. Everyone doesn't get a trophy, but don't be afraid to give a trophy to the people who deserve it. Okay. I don't know what that means. But Are you trying to like get in some quote book or something? I just make up quotes. I just <laughs> Just give me that a quote. Good. Give me your favorite quote right now. You want to know what's funny? As I was reading quotes today, I can't think of any of them right now. Who are you? I was. Huh. Travel quotes, like just about traveling. And what I, what I fell on that I liked was a quote from Dr. Zeus. Oh, the places you'll go. Wow. Did you ever read that book? I've read his whole body collection. Of work. <laughs> I've read all of Dr. Seuss's work i like a lot of his earlier stuff yeah the green eggs and ham and yeah it is a later version i so. will tell you all right let's do it that's follow it. me on all my socials at heidi d'amelio and you can follow me at mark d'amelio this was fun heidi really fun thank you kelly and clarkson random. for starting off our <laughs> podcast and <laughs> bye. bye mark and heidi the other d'amelios comes to you from ramble a cadence 13 studio you can listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Oh.